The Weekly Harvest, an in-depth look at the Brandon Weekings and the WHL. Washman trying to come up with it for Allison. Here's Allison right in front. He scores! Brandon Jr. Hockey fans, you've waited two decades for this. In the league's 50th anniversary, your Wheat Kings are the champions. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Harvest Podcast. My name is Chris Falco, Director of Game Day Operations and Community Relations with the Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, joined, as always, co-host, the voice of the Wheat Kings on the radio, Brandon Crow, freshly back from a massive road trip, which we're going to delve into quickly. But Weekly Harvest Podcast, probably brought to you by Mainline Motors. Mainline Motors, uh, the king of trucks, stopping and see them in uh, Verdon and Bertle. They have a no-pressure sales approach, and there's always games in the showroom for a chance to win some great prizes. Experience the Mainline difference at Mainline Motors in Verdon or Bertle. King of Trucks. Uh, they've got some trucks that are, uh, you know, ready to go if you've got a few too many kilometers on your vehicle. And uh, I know there was a few kilometers put on the bus this weekend through Swift Current, Calgary, and Lethbridge. But uh, I would say uh, going into it, six points on the line, come back with all six. Uh, that was probably maybe more than uh, a lot of people were expecting, but I think everyone's got to be happy with it. When you go through the Central this late in the season, especially, you know, when they're fighting for their playoff uh, positioning, uh, you knew they're going to be tough games. And not just the Wheat Kings coming out and getting the wins, but convincingly so. Like, the, the yeah. guys played some real solid hockey, and some of the plays of the year happened in those last three games. Whether it, we talk about Ridley's uh, goal in Lethbridge, uh, whether it be Yuri's save in Calgary, uh, the, the, the guys were playing their best hockey this time of the year. So yeah, get those six points. That was huge. Of those, uh, what would that be, nine periods of hockey, I think probably the first 15 minutes against Lethbridge on Saturday was probably the only real blemish of the whole three-game set. I mean, you go back, the 9-1 win in Swift Current, absolute domination. And again, Swift Current's a team that's struggling right now, and they've suffered some some tough losses. Brandon just did a real good job spreading the offense around and, and getting everybody involved. And then a real gut-check win in Calgary, despite getting giving up a couple of shorthanded goals. The game in Lethbridge didn't start great for Brandon, and I was a little panicked in that first period because Lethbridge dominated the first 10, 15 minutes. They had an early power play. They were buzzing around the zone, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, this could be a long night. Kalen Addison hit the crossbar early on, and we've seen Lethbridge give Brandon fits this year. They were the only team Brandon hadn't beat. Dylan Cousins gets a hat trick, but it doesn't matter. Brandon comes away with a 4-3 victory. Ethan Kruger, 26 saves. The shot blocks, the defensive commitment... It was a fun game, arguably my favorite game of the weekend, and uh, you know a big win against a team that Brandon's had some trouble with uh, so far this season, including the team that snapped their 10-game winning streak back in January. So a real exciting weekend, and I think uh, especially to have Ethan Kruger pick up the win, that goes a long way to boost some morale. It, it, it does for sure. And when you look at those six points and kind of what it means now in the playoff standings, not only did your Wheat Kings have a successful weekend, but the teams that the Wheat King fans wanted to lose, mainly Winnipeg, ended up losing. They're now riding that four-game uh, winless streak. Uh, they had a very tough matchup, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. They had to go through Alberta, went back home for one game, and then went back to Alberta for this last trip. Uh, now they do have some home games, so we'll, we'll see how they do this weekend. Uh, now, this weekend, they do have uh, a 3 and three and so the PA Raiders they 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 come uh, well we go there on Friday the Wheat Kings travel there then on Saturday the Raiders are here before they go to Winnipeg on Sunday so uh, very big divisional matchups all three games there for them this weekend talk about getting some help I mean we, we've talked all year long about oh you don't worry about what goes on at the out of town scoreboard guys aren't focused on it well for sure they are I, I know they are because when the coaches come flying up to their post game show the first thing they're doing is looking at my computer to see uh, who had the uh, wins in the other what games was the scores 
yeah. Brandon got some help this weekend. Red Deer beating Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary beating Winnipeg, Saskatoon beat Prince Albert on the Friday night in the first of their two games. So, uh, you know, a real good month of February. Eight wins, two losses, two overtime losses. Uh, so 18 points in the month of February. The Brandon Weekings have been absolutely lights out since Christmas. And, I, you know, I did up the spreadsheet of the games remaining. And, uh, you know, when you look at... That was back on February 10th. Uh, of that, uh, Brandon, 5-7. Uh, pardon me, there's 7-2-1 and one since I did that uh, spreadsheet kind of down the stretch with the four-horse race. They've just gone uh, and collected points. And at the end of the day, they're, they're playing some of their best hockey right now. It's, it's, it's been unreal. So now they got a five-point lead on the Winnipeg Ice as we record this. Now the Ice still have two games in hand. But the big thing now is that the destiny is back in your Wheat Kings' hands. It's, it's now up to them if they want home ice it's it's theirs to win or to lose. Um, so that's huge, being three points back of PA. I mean, we asked that question to, to, to the fans. Uh, we'll open the email inbox here right away, too. But we asked that question a couple of weeks ago and even got some more answers of it. Uh, it seems like the majority would love the Wee Kings to get that second place position. You know, I, as much as the banner is yeah. nice, uh, just in terms of who you're going to be facing, it's going to be Calgary. You know, if you do get that, uh, if you get that first, so the extra travel, uh, is it really worth it just to get that first seed when you still get home ice when you're second seed? So, so right yeah. now, things shaping up pretty pretty good for your weekend. And everybody, it's, it's it's hard to say, and coaches kind of laugh when you talk about it, because you don't want to say, well, we're going to try and get second place. You don't want to try and lose games, because yeah. then anything can happen. If they keep winning and get a banner, great, you're going to celebrate, you're going to play who you're going to play. And if you just look at it from a X's and O's, travel, body, shape, fitness, health, rest, that sort of thing, Winnipeg is ideal, right? I mean, you've got no hotels, you got two hours there, two hours home, you're home by midnight, sleeping in your own bed every night, uh, the home ice as well, the rivalry between the two teams, the passion that that would come along with it. Um, ideally, yes, that would be a perfect matchup. But you win the division, you go play Calgary. You know, it's a team that you've beaten, uh, you know, a lot this year um, as well. In three of the four games, you've, you've come away with the victory. So uh, you can't be choosy. I can. I can be selfish. You as a fan and as, a, as an employee, you could be selfish. I'd love to see Winnipeg in the first round, but you're right. When you said Brandon controls their fate right now, that's probably the best way to put it. And, and Brandon controlling their own fate, but even beneath that, you got the Blades at 67 points, the Ice at 69. Two points separate them. They're at the same amount of games uh, played right now. If Saskatoon just catches up to Winnipeg, they overtake them. All of a sudden, it's going to be Brandon Saskatoon, and then it would be Winnipeg uh, traveling to Edmonton. So there's still a lot up in the air. By no means is this like, you know, even two and three. It's still very much a, a four horse race in terms of where people uh, can finish up. But uh, like we were saying, a lot of people in the email inbox, and we encourage you, if you have uh, any input you want to talk about, whether it be the podcast or anything else, you can give us uh, an email. It's qweeklyharvest at gmail.com. That's the letter Q, weeklyharvest at gmail.com. Uh, Aaron White, uh, Whitey from Calgary, uh, online subscriber, WHL Live. He gets to about uh, 15 games a year on the road as well. If they're anywhere yeah, around Calgary. Yeah, I think Calgary, I've seen him around yeah, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he loves getting out anywhere around Calgary. Uh, just says, uh, keep it up, and uh, hopefully uh, he can see them in the playoffs this year. Well, so, hopefully not in Calgary. Hopefully not in Calgary. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go to just Calgary about, But hopefully a little bit later on, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get out there for you, Aaron. Uh, Central Division has been an absolute dogfight as well. Uh, it's not quite as close as the East Division. Edmonton's kind of run away with it a little bit, but between Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, and Calgary, it's a real tight race right now as well, and that's uh, where we'll uh, throw it up to voice of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, Dustin Forbes. He's a great guy, has one of the funniest calls in Western Hockey League history, actually made it onto Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien uh, when Stuart Skinner, the goaltender for the Hurricanes, scored the best part of it. 
was that Forbesy had lost his voice and squeaked like a mouse. It's the funniest thing. If you get a chance, YouTube it. Dustin Forbes, Stuart Skinner a little later on. But uh, he's our guest this week. He's not going to be happy we're making fun of him, but we'll throw it up to Forbesy to take a look at what's going on in Alberta as we get set for the playoffs. Welcome back. Weekly Harvest, episode 11, as we dip into the Central Division for a little playoff preview with the voice of Lethbridge Hurricanes, Dustin Forbes. And Forbes, obviously, this is a division where there's four teams as of right now that have clinched. It's just unbelievable how uh, the points are so tight. Teams are flip-flopping back and forth, going back in the years you've worked in the league. Have you seen anything like this before? Not really. Uh, I mean, you think to the East Division a couple of years ago when they when Swift Current won the championship. You know, you had Swift Current, Moose Jaw, Regina was hosting that year. Prince Albert went on a nice run at the end of the season. Uh, that's the one. I mean, it's the freshest one to mind that comes to my uh, very small mind uh, off the top of my head. It's an interesting year for sure. I mean, you go back five, ten years ago in the Central Division was the cream of the crop in the Western Hockey League. And it kind of dipped, you know, uh, Edmonton won the Memorial Cup in 2014, and after that, kind of everybody else dipped with them. Hurricanes kind of went the other way uh, after that kind of run that the Oil Kings and the Hitmen went on. And this year, it, like, it, it all just comes together for uh, a very, very difficult division. Uh, I mean, you have Calgary, who's what? I think they're off the top of my head at least 15 games above 500 and they're in a wild card spot uh so it's a very competitive division it makes it interesting especially down the stretch when you're jockeying for positioning and home ice advantage so we'll see what happens in the last 10 games of the season and then come playoff time i asked this to brent kissio prior to the game here on uh, saturday night here this past weekend about you know the the window closing for the Lethbridge Hurricanes. You guys have had a ton of playoff success here in the last handful of years, but with Addison and Cousins and these guys getting a little bit older, do you, as a guy who's around it every day, see that window for success closing? Had you asked me that at the start of the season, I would have told you that the window is probably closed for this team to have playoff success this year. I, I really truly thought that the Hurricanes were going to have a transition year. I, I thought, you know. If they could get to the 30-win mark, they'd be in the conversation of being in a playoff spot, and I thought that's kind of where they would be, scraping to to get into a wild-card spot just to get playoff hockey. Now, it kind of changed when the Hurricanes got Cousins back from Buffalo at the start of the year. Um, I mean, he's had such a great season. Ocular is kind of a lightning in the, in a bottle. You know, you never know really what you're going to get uh, in the import draft. And But the, after that, there's been so many players that have taken significant strides. I mean, you think of Alex Cotton, who for but a week has led the entire WHL in defenseman scoring all season long and, and going into, you know, the, the weekend had 60 points on the season to, to lead the way and, and so many other contributors that are in their first year that a lot of people are like, well, we'll see kind of what the Hurricanes have. If they're a 500 team, we'll be happy with that. Get this young team some playoff experience. So, yes, you're going to turn over Addison and Cousins in all likelihood next year. I'm not sure if the window's closed because of the leaps and bounds and steps that this team has taken this year to put themselves in a situation where, you know, you're talking about a team that's over 20 games above 500. So we'll see. I I hope for my selfish aspect it's not closing, but it's a very, I mean, it's, you know, it. it's junior hockey. It's a fickle kind of rotation of you have your four years of good and then you kind of 
you know, come back down to reality maybe for a couple of years. We'll see where this organization goes. But since Peter Anholt came in, they haven't really had a down year. Certainly been very consistent. And, of course, the Lethbridge Hurricanes, the last team that Brandon has played in a Western Hockey League playoff series. That April of 2018, the Hurricanes eliminated Brandon in six games, a 4 nothing victory here in game number six. And then Brandon missed the playoffs for just the third time in my lifetime, which uh, seems like it's been a long time since there's been playoff hockey in the Wheat City. This year is going to be a different story. But, you know, for this uh, this Eastern Conference right now, I think it's probably safe to say that it doesn't matter who your opponent is, it's going to be a tough road to come out of this Eastern Conference. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it's wide open as well. I mean, you, if you look at the Central Division, in, you have Edmonton at the top right now, Lethbridge second, Medicine Hat third, Calgary fourth, but really putting a charge you know, into trying to catch Medicine Hat and maybe overtake them. And then you look at the East Division, I mean, you guys are one of the best teams since the Christmas break. Prince Albert's had a nice season after winning it all a year ago. Maybe after that, it kind of tails off a little bit with Saskatoon. But it's wide open, and any one of those first six teams could legitimately come out of the Eastern Conference. I think whoever gets out of the first round, that'll tell you. I think the first round will be significantly more difficult than what you probably see come round two, come round three. You throw in the question mark when you get to the final because we only ever see those teams once, which I still absolutely hate myself though I don't have the yeah, you're travel, travel you guys have <laughs> out there in Manitoba. So uh, I'm excited for playoffs. I always get excited, especially, you know, we're, as we talk, it's leap year, February 29th, so the turn of the calendar coming up. March, it always the weather gets better, right? The, the games mean a little bit more, and then all of a sudden you're into the playoff series, and it's the best time of year, and I'm excited to, to see what happens because it's wide open on the eastern side. The thing about Brandon is in the playoffs here, going back to my first year four years ago, they've always ended up crossing over into the uh, Central Division, playing Medicine Hat two years in a row, then playing Lethbridge. Brandon has not had an East Division playoff foe since that championship season back in 2016. So it'll be nice for Brandon if they can get home ice advantage and stay on the Eastern side and have not a whole lot of travel in the playoffs. But obviously you mentioned you only see those uh, teams in the Western Conference a couple of times. Portland was on an absolute tear. They've cooled off a little bit and Everett it's kind of picked up some slack. I know it's kind of a coin flip when you get to that point, but of the teams you've seen, who's the best out on the West? Yeah, well, I get we'll get to see Kelowna and, and Kamloops this coming weekend. Uh, of course, Kelowna hosting the Memorial Cup, and they've kind of had a down year, but they've been playing a lot better uh, since relieving Adam Foote and Chris Mallett taking over as head coach. I'm excited to see Kamloops because they've been terrific all season and uh what a dynamic duo their trio i guess you can say with connor zary zane franklin and oren santazo maybe one of the best lines in the whl i would argue and that's just watching uh online everett's really good portland's really good we had spokane in here a week and a half two weeks ago they are really good ty smith plays a ton Adam Beckman, I mean, he had a five-point night against the Hurricanes, and he was fantastic. Uh, so I, I wouldn't count out Spokane either. Manny Vibros knows what it takes to win a championship, right? I mean, the last time he was in the, the dub was 2018, and Swift won it all. So uh, you can't discredit that and a team that went to the conference final last year before losing out to the Vancouver Giants in the in the Western Conference Finals. So, uh, again, I, think even, I would even say I don't think the Western Conference is as wide open as right. the Eastern Conference, but I would say there's probably four legitimate teams in the east or in the west three of which in the u.s division that i 
wouldn't be surprised if they came out and even Victoria and Vancouver had kind of nice second halves as well since the deadline so uh, there isn't I don't think a favorite in the Western League like there was last year with Prince Albert who ran the table um, so it'll make it a very interesting postseason when we get there in what less than a month now Certainly going to be an exciting time. i got to touch on, of course, uh, we are a Brandon Weeking podcast. We're a Brandon-based uh, podcast. And Kalen Addison is a Brandon boy who's had an e- excellent run this year, of course, World Junior Gold Medal. But then a bit of uh, strange news. Before he even plays a game in the NHL, he gets traded from Pittsburgh to Minnesota in the Jason Zucker trade. Have you had a chance to talk about that? Was that a weird situation for him? Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I know talking with him, he was, I mean, he's first and foremost, let me say, he's excited about the opportunity right. in Minnesota. Uh, he, If you talk to Kalen, he kind of describes himself as a Jared Spurgeon-type defenseman, right? Undersized, offensively gifted, as we all know, uh, second all-time in Hurricanes franchise points by a defenseman. The only one that has more is Shane Peacock, who uh, the Hurricanes inducted into their wall of honor on the weekend. He's had a great season. I mean, you look at what he did at the World Juniors, and admittedly, I wasn't 100% convinced that he would make that team. And then he made the team and had such an impact. Nine points in the, I think, what, six games that they played, had three points, uh, all of them primary assists in the gold medal game in that third-period comeback, and uh, really has taken his game to the next level defensively. And and I think for him to make the next level, and next year would be his overage season, uh, I don't think he'll be back. The only deterrent that would maybe send him back for his final year in the WHL would be his defensive game, but he's worked so hard at that and even saw that at the World Juniors. I mean, he he was on the ice in big situations on both sides of the puck and uh, was fantastic, and I mean, the results speak for themselves. So uh, he's excited about it. It was a weird situation for sure. He, he was uh, napping, and he had a couple of missed calls from Bill Guerin and uh, Jim Rutherford and found out that he had been traded and it's always interesting when you see prospects move before they get an opportunity and uh, for him it's kind of an interesting situation because he was drafted by Pittsburgh in the second round a couple of years ago one of his best friends through Lethbridge is Jordy Bellarive who was signed by Pittsburgh Uh, so he doesn't get to go and play pro with Jordy Bellarive but he'll go and play pro with another former Hurricane and Brennan Manel who's kind of a similar defenseman uh, smaller uh, and a lot of offensive upside so he's excited about the opportunity and it's been a pleasure watching him for the last four years. Well the best part about Kalen Addison being traded to the Minnesota Wild is that their farm team is in Iowa which is likely very similar to his hometown in Brandon, Manitoba so uh, Forbesy appreciate you doing this uh, here this week Uh, best of luck on the run through the playoffs I hope we don't see other not because i don't like you but just because i don't want to travel to lethbridge and you guys beat us last time so let's let's not run into each other but if we did run into each other it would be the conference final i don't think i could handle the stress no i know i'd need a pacemaker (laughs) probably well forbesy best of luck hopefully uh, see you down the road yeah you bet dustin forbes our guest on week 11 of the weekly harvest Hey, I kind of like that. It was much less work for me this week, just uh, you you and Forbesy talking together. But a big thanks to our good friend Dustin Forbes there in Lethbridge. Hopefully we do not see him until uh, until the conference finals, uh, potentially. Uh, all right, so we were talking about this clip before. He's going to hate us. I actually ended up finding it. we got to play this. All right, here you go. Let Here's the famous, the famous Forbesy clip of uh, goalie goal, Stuart Skinner. Eat the points. Here's Skinner looking for the empty net. Rolling, rolling. He's <laughs> That's 
That's a great call. That is awesome. Uh, he had like some sort of throat infection, laryngitis, and that video went viral. Like I'm saying, it went like on Jimmy Fallon and like Conan O'Brien. Like it made the circuits. It went viral. And one it's more time. One more time. That's a great oh, call. Absolutely. Love hilarious. it, Forbesy. Yeah, Love it. From Forbesy. Uh, ironically enough, Forbesy and I actually started in the Saskatchewan Junior League together. He was up in the Ranch uh, for a little bit. Uh, and speaking of places that a lot of people uh, don't like traveling to, that's way up north. Uh, but uh, he's done a great job. He's been with the Hurricanes uh, for quite some time. Let's look at that Central Division right now before we uh, wrap things up here. Obviously, we talked about the dogfight more so between Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, and Calgary. Lethbridge uh, with 81 points so when we record this. Medicine Hat at 77, Calgary at 73. So four points separating a wild card spot from the three spot in Medicine Hat. So Edmonton's kind of run away with it a little bit, but uh, there's still a bit of a dogfight between the other three teams as to where they're going to finish. So again, real intriguing as we come down the stretch here for the last few games. The best part about the final stretch for Brandon, five of the last seven games are on home ice at Westoba Place. The last month has been kind of crazy. We figured it out that uh, Brandon will have played 11 games in the final 17 days of February uh, and the majority of those road games. So to come back and and play at home here, looking forward to to getting back into the barn and uh, pushing here for the playoffs. And realistically, after the trip this Friday, because this this Friday go up to PA, then you're back home on Saturday. You don't travel again until the last weekend of the of the year, and that's the home and home with Winnipeg. So, so then, it's that quick two hour trip. I mean, legitimately, realistically, the the travel really ends after this Friday. Um, so yeah, it'll be a great way to end the season for your Week Kings. Hopefully, uh, with those five big home games, nothing sets up more intense than this weekend against Prince Albert, right? I mean, you, you've got two teams that are real close to one another, three points. And you've got four points on the line this weekend, right? Against a team that has played so tough against Brandon. You look at the win here, uh, one nothing victory. It's been all close games. Even the games in PA, everything's been close. They're two teams that, uh, you know, they don't really like each other a whole lot. Of course, the Raiders won the championship last year. Um, so four points on the line, three points separating these two teams. You talked about controlling your fate. This is a huge weekend coming up. Uh, for the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, Saturday back at home. Uh, tickets are available at the Keystone Center box office Friday at the Arthauser Center in Prince Albert. That's uh, the start of uh, three straight, or pardon me, four straight home games on Saturday as well. It is. And then when you consider the fact that you got those two back to back games, division points, first PA, but when you got Winnipeg, they're playing Moose Jaw on Friday and Saturday, a team that's out of the playoffs. So, uh, again, you know, out of town so it's that team. He wants to watch the out of town scoreboard because they're, they still are right behind. All of a sudden they pick up four points there. Uh, that, that game on Sunday when PA goes to Winnipeg, they're third and three, uh, for both of them, even that game. I mean, you're watching the scoreboard every single day now. As for Saskatoon, they've got Calgary on Wednesday and then a home and home with Regina. So, uh, you know, from the, from the outside, you know, the team chasing Brandon right now, they've played some decent hockey here. They won five in a row before losing to Prince Albert. So again, teams just continue. Continue to roll here. Winnipeg's been probably on the biggest skid. They've lost four in a row, but you know, pushing here to the finish line, it is absolutely insane. Uh, kind of the next big promo item for the Weekings is obviously awards night on the final night of the year. Everyone loves awards night, a chance uh, for the players to be kind of recognized for their efforts. The fans kind of celebrate the year that was and kind of have their final hurrah before the playoffs. Uh, I imagine that you've got a lot of work on the go here, uh, but uh, certainly a big night in store here to wrap up the regular season. 
Yeah, and I mean, and even before that, so we got the two other Saturday games. The kids Saturdays are back. You know, you got the five dollar kids tickets, the five dollar kids concession specials. You get the free Happy Meal if you buy your ticket at the box office. So that's always great for the families. Uh, you got the Wednesday the eighteenth game as the last rain check of the season. So any unused tickets that you have from uh, the first rain check night through to this one uh, can be redeemed for a free ticket. And then yeah, kind of the big one on the calendar is uh, is awards night. And even last week when the guys were on the on the road. I was mostly what I was doing was uh, just getting ready, getting ready for that game. So that's uh, always a big one when you kind of talk about the big games of the year. There's the home opener, there's the teddy bear toss, and there's the the, the year end game. Just for the the scale and, and kind of what we do with the awards, it's always a special night for the fans to be a part of. Speaking of awards, uh, boy, our prospect of the week this week certainly racked up the awards. Sixteen oh, uh, year old, season. oh, he was excellent. Uh, Logan Hammett, uh, fifty points in forty three games. He was named the Saskatchewan Midget AAA Defenseman of the Year. He was also named a first team all-star and was the league's Adam Harold Memorial Award winner. Of course, Adam Harold uh, was on the, the Humboldt uh, bus uh, when it crashed back uh, on April 6th. So, uh, award named after him. He was, of course, the captain of the uh, Pat Canadians, and uh, that is where uh, Hammett is now. So, he also made his SJHL debut, played one game with the Melfort Mustangs as well, but what a season for him. As a defenseman, so 14 goals, 36 assists for 50 points. He more than doubled what he did last season. Last season, he had 23 points. Um, um, just uh, a big kid, um, and from what uh, everything that, that we've heard about him, he is taking leaps and bounds this year, even from the start of the year to the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, for him to rack up all that, like defenseman of the year, first-team all-star, I mean, like this guy was the star uh, in the league this year. So out of that, uh, the Adam Herald Memorial winner, which is an annual scholarship uh, presented to the Saskatchewan Midget AAA's top defensive defenseman who exemplifies superior leadership both on the ice and in the dressing room motivates his teammates through his own play and maintains a minimum 75% academic average in school. It's a $1,000 scholarship that he'll get to use within one year after completing his junior hockey eligibility, which will also be tacked on to, of course, his university scholarship, which will come from playing in the Western Hockey League whenever uh, he makes his Week King debut. He's the third highest skater uh, uh, scorer on the uh, Regina Patsies this year as they've uh, played 32-8-4 this year for them. So he wins the defensive defenseman of the year, and he puts up more than a point per game. That's, <laughs> that's uh, pretty good split for Logan Hammett. Not uh, bad. Not our bad. prospect of the week this week here on episode 11. Uh, as we wrap things up, uh, obviously looking forward to uh, getting back in the rink here, getting uh, pushed towards the playoffs. Do we have any update yet on playoff tickets yet? Do we have a time frame anyway, Chris, from the front office as to the information? I'm going to break some news here for you. So we are literally working on the forms and getting them together right now. So all that information is going to be released in the next week. It'll all be sent out uh, through the mail, the season ticket holders, of course, be on our social media throughout that. But uh, all the plans are kind of coming together right now as the playoff picture kind of shapes up, right? We keep talking about, we know if we get home ice we're going to be here in brandon but if something happens and we slip there's alternative plans that uh, all that info will be released very shortly but uh we king fans excited that we're going to get this information out to you though especially looking at the way it is as of right now and very hopeful that we could have the first home playoff games since 2016 well when i was able to to send out the tweet after the game in in swift current on wednesday oh, the, the, clinched the, tweet? The, the clinched yeah. tweet it went absolutely bananas. I'll tell you, my phone went from 70% to 40% in like 10 minutes because of all the notifications all the yeah. I was getting. So fans are certainly fired up for the playoffs. As Chris mentioned, uh, details on the playoffs, the tickets, the formats, everything that's gonna you're going to need to know to get into the building will be available here in the next 7 to 10 days. So just keep your finger uh, on the refresh button at uh, the Week Kings website as well as social media channels as well. It'll be great, and hopefully we'll see you out at the uh, rink this Saturday for a massive game again, home and home. 
You can catch the away game on Friday night with Brandon Crow pregame starting at? Uh, it's a Saskatchewan start, so 6.30, puck drop at 7 o'clock. Perfect. Catch the pregame there, and hopefully we'll see you at the rink on Saturday. And if not, we'll catch you right back here next week on the Weekly Harvest. Brought to you by Mainline Motors, King of Trucks in Verdon and Bertle. Be sure to follow Q Country and the Wee Kings on Twitter and Facebook for all your Brandon Wee Kings news. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Harvest. Oh, 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 oh,